What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Hi-Fi Hour. My name is Mike with Audio Architects, and I am here with my good buddy, 123Toid, also known as Nick. How you doing, buddy? Hey, doing great. Thanks for uh, having me on there. And I know that you're a true fan because you called me 123Toid, which was my old name, and now it's Toid's DIY Audio, um, which is which is interesting. But you know what? So many people still call me 123Toid. That w- okay, so I, <laughs> um, I know we were chit-chatting before the stream, but... Uh, I, I, I honestly, I'm a huge fan, uh, because when I first started in hi-fi in this hi-fi universe of YouTube and, and all this craziness, uh, I would watch your stuff. <laughs> and actually I got a lot of inspiration from your stuff. I, uh, from your cable building video, your, how to build a hi-fi cables. I actually did my own video, my own rendition of that video. And I did horribly on it because <laughs> I didn't, I actually watched that video. I thought it was pretty good. I was actually thinking, man, I need to redo mine. This is so much better than mine. <laughs> I almost want to redo mine again just to get, just to get it better, but I don't know. I, I don't, I wasn't a huge fan of how stiff the mono price cables were. Mm. I wish it would have been a little more, I don't know, a little more pliable, I guess a little more, give, have a little more give, but overall, I, I mean, like I said, I, I followed your instructions tit for tat and I tried to kind of give my audience that. And I, I think it's a good idea for people that want to do it themselves. I mean, it looks great, you know, I mean, and the, the tools are there, you know, the, the resources are there. And it, it's so cheap to do. And it's so easy. I mean, you know, once you get the hang of it, it ends up becoming something you can do in no time. Someone actually hired me to, to build some of them. He's like, man, I just don't want to do it. Can you do it for me? I'm like, sure. And we, we agreed upon a price and about, you know, I don't know, half an hour later, I sent him a picture of his completed cables or whatever. And he's like, wait, you're done. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad, man. I, I think from beginning to end, it took me about an hour, an hour and a half just to get them all right and everything. I, and I still wasn't really happy with certain things, but I don't know, man. It, it's it's one of those things where uh, it, my hand started hurting too. Like this mm. part of my hand right here, it was just hurting from uh, and getting that boot on was, oh my gosh, I think that was the worst like grief of them all, was getting the boot and, and fitting everything in and, oh, dude, and measuring. Hey, you know, I've learned some tips or some tricks there too. I, I started, you know, using some uh, black electrical tape on the end, but man, getting, what I have a hard time getting is like when you put that boot on and you get the, you know, your, your red and black sticking out, you're just your two wires, like getting them actually seated in the actual mm-hmm. pant leg themselves. I'm like, this is it it can be problematic sometimes. It's just annoying. And I'm and another thing. Another I know we're griping a lot about <laughs> about speaker wire right now, but another thing is the the twist on the from Monoprice little twist on um, banana plug. Yeah, uh, interconnects. I I feel like a lot of times they just twist off on their own, and I'm like, how did that happen? I did not touch them. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm going to try to use some different stuff. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, down the road and maybe redo the video in a different way using some Belden or some, um, some Megami, you know, something fancier, some fancier smancier, you know, something to get things going. But, but yeah, let's get this rocking and rolling, man. So for the people that don't have never seen a, a toids DIY audio, I gotta, I gotta practice that because I'm going to call you one, one, two, three toy every once in a while. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fine. Um, He's been doing this for quite some time. Uh, how many years have you been at this? You know, I honestly lost track because, you know, we, me, you and I both talked about it. Like I, I never set out to start a YouTube channel. It just kind of mm-hmm. fell to me. So 
and and over the years I've been learning it, but it's been, I don't know, I'd have to look back three, four years, maybe, I don't know, maybe longer. Um, yeah, I'm really not sure. It's and been a while. To be honest, you, you've been ever since the beginning. And I know you were talking, we were talking about this before it was, uh, you, you, you were filming on a, on an iPhone, you know, you started with, a, with an iPhone and then worked your way up, but I don't think, and I'm going to be honest here. There's a lot of beautiful channels out there with great production value and great stuff, but it's the content. It's what you're saying. It's what you're providing the audience that I think matters the most. And that's why sometimes, uh, you know, videos that have little to no production value and just are, you know, boom, boom, film out, you know, upload, get a lot of views and get a lot of attention because it's what they're saying. And it's, it, that's the service you provided. You're showing the normal guy, the normal guy like me that didn't really know how to put together some speaker cables, how to do that in the proper way. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. And the first video that I did was um, how to how to basically assemble the overnight sensation crossover. Almost everyone wants to build overnight sensations, but they don't know how to read the schematic. And they're like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. And so I was reading on some forums. People were like, I don't really know what I'm doing. And so I created some videos on, hey, this is how you do it. The videos are terrible, but they're still watched a lot for whatever reason. And, um, you know, it, it just helped people out. And and that's how I got started. And it, it was pure accident. And for the folks out there, I will be uh, linking those videos in the description below just so oh, everybody <laughs> can access that and, and, and uh, have some fun with it. But, um, you know, but yeah. make, me, make me blush. Jeez. <laughs> I mean. I love that you were so sincere though. And you still are, obviously. I mean, you're, you're a sincere guy. You, uh, when, when you're explaining things, you're, you're genuine, you know, you're not, there, there's no marketing, marketing fluff to your, to your, to your, uh, you know, tutorials or anything like that. You're just, you know, right there in your face. Like, this is how you do it. You're friendly. And that's what I liked about you. You were, you were really digestible and easy to watch. So, um, thank you. Thank you for being, uh, one of the best parts of this industry and, and, you know, a cheers to you. And, uh, I think you're, you're an awesome Thanks. dude. I appreciate um, that. Thank you. Uh, people are like, why is this guy kissing this guy's ass so much? I don't know. I don't, know <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're saying that at all. <laughs> so, uh, last year you made a really bold statement. Uh, you made a pair of speakers from 400 bucks that you felt can compare to a $3,500 pair of clip speakers. So do you feel that DIY can not only save an audio enthusiast a lot of money, but have the same, if not possibly better results than a mainstream brand? Absolutely. I mean, I do believe that. Now, having said that, I also believe you can get really bad results as well. And so what I mean by that is, you know, there's a lot of people that want to start into this. And I am all for the reason why my channel started was, hey, I want to get those people out there that say, hey, I want to build my own speakers from the ground up, but I don't know how to do it. You know, and I wanted to teach people that because I feel like there's just too many people out there that say, just don't do it, just buy a pre-designed plan. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there's still people that want to do it and we shouldn't stop them from learning. Um, so once you really get down to learning the ins and outs of what you need to do and have the right measurement equipment, you can create some amazing things. So those Klipsch KL650s are what they were, and those were some of my favorite speakers for a while because they, they were designed specifically for home theater. I'm a huge home theater guy. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I loved those things. And I said, well, you know what? I mean, 
why can't we just build our own pair? And, you know, I, I know what goes into Klipsch drivers typically and uh, Klipsch to a certain degree. Um, you know, what's, what's the word I want to say? Um, you know what? Let's just call it what it is. They, they, they will tell you a little bit more about their product than what's actually there. Okay. So they, they will tell you that their product is like 96 decibel sensitive when really it's like 92, but their peak is 96, you know, things like that, where I, I knew that I could come up with something a little bit better. And so I did, I came out with the um, uh, KL650. We call them clones. They're not really clones. They're just inspired by that. And a lot of people have been building them over at my forum, toidsdiyaudio.com. And they are loving them. So I really think they're fantastic. They give you a lot more detail than any other speaker. And because they're that high sensitivity, you can turn them up really loud. They don't get fatiguing and they stay very, very clean. So no real distortion, which is, which is awesome because most, most of your um, commercial speakers, you're not going to get that. So this was your original design, right? Like you said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make that only better. Exactly. Yeah. So I designed it from the ground up. And basically what I did is I said, all right, what does Klipsch offer? So like, you know, what, what response do they have? They're THX certified. So I knew they had to be crossed over by 80 Hertz for it to be Klipsch certified. So I had to get it, you know, to that crossover point, what drivers can I get to do this? And then what can I get to sound good and also keep it at a relatively cost-effective uh, price for someone to say, Hey, you know what? I want to do DIY. Why don't I, I can spend 400 bucks and build something. I mean, what, I mean, honestly, what are you going to buy in the store for $400? That's great. You not know? much, not much. I mean, for 400 bucks, that's, that's like a Polk floor stander, you know, <laughs> like that's nothing, nothing to, to get crazy about. So hey, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, but I will tell you that the best ones that I ever probably designed were the JBL soundstage 15s. They're mm-hmm. the SRX815 clones. Really? Those things, they use a 15-inch Dayton Audio woofer and uh, JBL, actually, Selenium uh, tweeter, compression driver. And those things, you put them in there, and they'll fill your whole room with sound. It's just unbelievable. They're just so natural sounding. They're, hmm. they're amazing. They're really nice. I'm going to have to take a look at that. Um, I, really, I recently actually just heard the Klipsch, Klipsch horns. Hmm. Uh, for the first time, and I was really, really impressed. Um, Klipsch has a particular sound. Uh, I think you, and, and well, JBL does too, but Klipsch has a very, very specific sound. Uh, I could almost pick it out if, if it's played to me. But with the Klipsch horns, I felt like it didn't sound like a Klipsch speaker. You hmm. know, um, are you a fan of the of the horn loaded tweeters? Is that something you really enjoy, or do you prefer more um, Silk Dome or? or ribbon? What's your, what's, what's your poison? So I like all of them. Um, I like the compression driver when done correctly. Uh, a lot of times they can get really honky, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't like that. So I usually like them better. And there's different types of horns you can get. Uh, and the horns that I usually like are called constant directivity. There's a bunch of different kinds of constant directivity, but that gives you kind of a constant off axis directivity, just like the name sounds like, mm-hmm. um, they're a lot more of what you'd hear in like movie theaters and things of that nature. So they're used a lot in, in that style. Uh, and I, I used it in the, both of the JBL and, and the Klipsch clones that we talked about. But, um, so I do love those a lot, but you know, honestly, I like, I like everything. I mean, I like dome tweeters, I like ribbon tweeters. I mean, I don't think that there's 
of wrong tweeter as long as it's implemented correctly. I think that it can sound really, really good. But I will tell you, a horn tweeter, when done wrong, is my least favorite out of all of them. Right. You know, like a dome tweeter can be very forgiving, but a horn, like a compression driver, is is not. And I'm not a huge fan of clip sound typically because to me they're they're a little too too up on the high end for me most time. I I would agree. Um, and there is a certain company out there that will remain nameless because I think I think they're kind of a direct competitor with you. Um, that I've heard their speakers. Um, they're they're a DIY company, and you probably already know who I'm, I'm referring to. And I was yeah. not I wasn't impressed at all. I thought they were fatiguing. I thought they were harsh. I thought they were piercing almost to the ears. Um, th that is horns done wrong in my opinion. Uh, and perhaps it was just this one particular setup that I was listening to, but it, it just that one experience turned me off to that particular company's offerings. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know exactly who you're talking about, but, uh, mm -hmm. there's two of them that it could be, but I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you after the show. Yeah. All right. I, 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 I'm 99% sure I know who it is, but it's a, it's a, it's a DIY group. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> not, I'm not impressed, man. I'm not impressed, and I, I don't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> now they're really gonna hate me, but uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, I mean, that's, that's always the thing, though, and and that's the thing that I try to tell people is like, if you're gonna go DIY and you want to buy plan, like buy plans or something, or download, <sighs> there there are plans. Like for example, Parts Express offers plans for free on their their website that just anyone built and put out there, you really don't know what you're getting all the time. And I'm not being mean. Now they have their own kits, which are fantastic. You know, just go yeah. ahead, you know, and then of course I have my own kits and stuff that I sell that we could talk about later, but you know, go with someone that you, you know, mm -hmm. that, that is designing something. Don't just grab anything and build it because if you do, I think you have a good chance of being disappointed. Right. Right, right. And the first time I heard one of your products was actually at uh, RMAF 2019. And uh, uh, Joe Intel and a few others were there in the room. And they were demonstrating the Dynas, which is uh, which stands for does, it doesn't need a sub or something like that. It was, yeah. Do I need a sub? But yeah, do I, do I need a sub? You know, the Dynas are they're a really interesting speaker, but I, I would love to hear your take on them because I have, I've never heard your take on them. I thought they were very balanced. I thought they were really nice. Um, I, I don't think I really, well, the problem, okay. The problem with Rocky Mountain Audio Fest was that the the way the rooms were set up, it was hard in the, in the amount of time you guys had and everybody else had to set up. It's like, it's hard to find a good position yeah. and then it's hard to find a good seating arrangement. And I didn't know it's only going to be even harder this year because this is the first year they're opening the doors since, mm. uh, since the pandemic and it's going to probably be more, you know, stay six feet apart from everybody. It's, it's going to be insane. I don't know how people are going to do shows this year, but they're doing them. Um, yeah. I think Joe had said something to extent cause I wasn't there. I, I got to send the speakers there. He, he, he demoed them. And I think he even said, you know, that the rooms were less than ideal. There was no real, you know, as far as, you know, sound deadening or anything, there was nothing there, you know, and, well, and go ahead. Well, I didn't really get a chance to give him a, a fair a, shake, a fair, a fair. Cause I was sitting in the far left corner 
and I should have been sitting right in the center, dead center, you know, a couple rows back. And so where I was sitting, where they were positioned, I didn't get a chance to really consume them. But what I heard, the clarity was nice. Very, very nice. Uh, the bass was good. Uh, mids were nice. Not, uh, you know, highs weren't tinny or anything. It was just a well-balanced speaker. You built a great, you built a great situation, man. Thanks. And I, I really like those. I always tell people though, I, I don't consider them hi-fi. I just consider those like a fun speaker. Like if you really want to just get down and put them on and, you know, mm -hmm. if you're sitting like, especially on the desk, like Joe showed it in his video really well. Like if you're sitting in the desk, those things will blow you away. I mean, if you wanted them to, the bass will just, I mean, it, it will shake you. And it's amazing. Cause they're only what, I think 12 and a half inches tall or something, 13 inches mm -hmm. tall. I don't, I don't remember right off the top of my they head. They weren't very big. They weren't very big at all. Um, and for being under, I think it was under, you were in the under 500 room, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for being under 500 bucks all in for two bookshelf speakers with plenty of bass, that's a and, win. That's and a those, win. that actually includes the amplifier too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So under 500 bucks. So each, each speaker actually has the amplifier built in into the back of it. So they're powered, they're powered speakers. Mm -hmm. And then. He, I think, had a tube preamp. Yeah, he had the tube preamp on there, I think. Uh, that's what it was. The tube preamp to the source. And then, yeah, those are powered, aren't they? So and it was pandemonium uh, in that in that whole uh, corridor that you guys were in. Well, that he was in because there was like tons of different rooms there. It was one of the busiest. I think Klipsch was on that same uh, oh. level, too. So it, it was just chaos in that in that floor. So people were coming and going and that's what the thing about shows sometimes it's like, you don't really get a chance to like sit down and embrace it. I don't know. I, I prefer more of like a go to my hi-fi store locally and sit down, talk to them, you know, geek out with them for a little while. I, last time I went over there, I have a, a place called soundings out here. I went over there and I geeked out with them for like three hours straight, man. And we were just talking about everything. See, that's awesome. And and I think that, you know, no matter what, like, even if you do DIY, you should be listening to that type of stuff. Because one, it, it tells you what other people like too. it allow you to see what you like, because there's might be things that you don't know what you like, you know, until you hear it or experience it. And then uh, three, uh, it kind of gives you an idea of what you might want to try to do, like inspired by, you know, like, you know, I, I would have never built those KL650 clones or whatever you want to call them by if I wasn't inspired by those clip speakers in the first place, you know? Right. Absolutely. And now you prefer your own brand, which is great. <laughs> yes, um, I do. Well, and you know, a lot of people have been building those and I've really liked them. And so I, I'm happy for them. I, I might eventually try a different compression tweeter because I think that we can do even better. It's yeah. just a matter of will people want to spend the, because I think with DIY, some of the, some of the issues are, you know, people wonder, you know, where's the point of diminishing returns and they get concerned when they start spending too much on DIY. And I can understand that. Okay. All right. Yeah. It, it, I, I think the whole point of DIY is to not spend too much, but some people get carried away. They go on, you know, Maddie sound and they're like, Oh, I think, I, I think I need this $600 driver for my, you know, yeah. and I went on there one time and I'm like, dude, this is some wild stuff in here. You know, like, that's why I kind of stick to parts express, even though Dayton audio has vexed me a couple times because yeah. I've gone a little too cheap yeah. and not, you know, you know, opted for the better <laughs> tier of Dayton audio. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And then I try 
one time I tried to like refurbish this old Sony speaker and I was just drilling new holes and doing this and that. And I put all, I put everything together. I had a crossover, I had a crossover. I think I got the 2,500 kilohertz crossover or whatever. I'm like, that's, that's good enough, you know, the hell with it. And I put it all together and God, if my, my ears almost bled, it was so bad. It was, it was horrible. It was the worst thing anybody. I, I literally threw the, everything away. I'm like, I, I'm I'm done. I'm done trying to. I'm done trying to be uh, toyed. I'm, I'm done. So. It, it's really hard. It takes a lot of time to do, and there's not a lot of people that are willing to teach it anymore, which is I think too bad because I think that if you really want to get into DIY, you 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 should learn. Even if you don't want to do it yourself, you should mm. at least learn some of the, the basics. Like even if you just want to build someone else's plans. Because you can start to see like why they did things and start to ask those questions of maybe this plan or look at some plans and say, well, you know what? I'm looking at this plan and I don't think this is probably going to work. You know, mm -hmm. I can look at components and and plans and, and look at it and be like, yeah, that's that's not going to sound good in the end. You know, nowadays, now when I first started, there's I couldn't do that. Right. 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 Well, uh, there, there's another individual that uh, shared. Well, I haven't seen him in a while. So I don't know if he's still doing this or not, but Kirby, Kirby meets audio. Yeah, love uh, you, Kirby. yeah. You, well, he's the other one that I would watch when I first started because I really liked his production value. I liked oh, the fact that it was, like, it was like a cinematic experience with him, you know, and it was just, I'm kind of sad that he hasn't, I haven't seen anything from him in a while, but uh, you and him did a collab uh, a while back. Uh, and being that you two have, you know, obviously commanded the realm of DIY audio uh, on YouTube was it fun to geek out with someone that has similar experience as you and a similar, almost an identical interest? And did you guys learn something from each other and come away from it uh, with, you know, knowing more about your, your industry? No, it was terrible. We had an awful time. No, we, we, of course, you know, we, we had a great time. And you know, the cool thing is Kirby and I actually both got invited down to Midwest audio fest from parts express. They invited us both down, which was nice. And that's where we met. And mm -hmm. as we met and started talking to each other, we said, Hey, you know what, why don't we collaborate on a speaker project together? And so that's where this came about. And so, you know, with him having the cinematic and also just, I mean, he, he does beautiful projects when they're done. Mm -hmm. um, he said, why don't you design, the crossover and then I'll, I'll build it on my channel. And that's what we ended up doing. So I ended up designing that crossover. He ended up building it on the channel, on his channel. And it's just a great thing. And, and Kirby also is just a really nice guy too. So, you know, he's one of the other guys that, you know, I, I think that's, that's a good thing for people to have when, when they're getting on YouTube, like people like you, Mike, you know, that people that make themselves accessible, you know, people can talk to easily, you know, they're just not jerks on YouTube. There's there's too many of those already. We don't need any more. And we definitely don't need any in the audio world. Yeah, uh, man. I It's hard sometimes because uh, obviously I do a lot of collaborations and I interview a lot of people and I get to meet a lot of people. And then there's been good experiences and, and strange experiences. And, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just, but, but the one thing I do know, it's a small community. It's really small. It is. It's small. It can be tight knit. And sometimes it can be hard to to break into it. And that's, you know, one of the things that I want to try to to break. And I know that's something that Joe and Tell's working at. I know it's something you're working on. And, you know, I, I really like that even even Ron from New Record Day, you know, they're all trying to break that, you know, make it a little bit, you know, more for people to be able to just, you know, 
easily interact and just make this as a whole get better. Aaron, Aaron Hardesty is another one from Aaron's audio quarter. You know, he's also trying to do that. And, and I think that's good, you know, just trying to get good data out there, good information to people and, and hopefully bring the whole audio community together. There's no reason why we all need to fight, you know? Sure. And what, what I found is the hardest thing is it's not so much uh, our colleagues. It's more so the general public. So I, when I first started, obviously I didn't know everything, but as I grew and grew and grew and grew, I, I, I'm like, okay, I want to make my videos digestible and I want to make them, um, uh, I guess, relatable to people that don't know that much about audio. So that way they can kind of follow me on my journey. That was the original plan. That was my original intent. It wasn't to like, you know, uh, I don't know, but I started getting lambasted about, oh, you don't know anything about audio. You're an idiot. This is, you should be doing this or this, this should be like that. Oh, you know, uh, ported subwoofers are the best. You know, you talk <laughs> or, about or sealed. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, like, whatever, whatever you didn't show is better. Exactly. Exactly. Which, which was funny because that particular video that I did on ported versus sealed, uh, 90% of the information I got was straight from Dan Wiggins. So whatever they say negative, they're, they're wrong. You know, and that's, that's the thing too. It, everyone's going to have their strong personalities and whenever they can hide behind a keyboard, you're going to get them. And I get them a lot on my channel too. I even get people telling me that I'm designing speakers wrong at times and stuff I'm like, okay, can you show me what you've designed and then we'll, we'll compare, you know, uh, not, right. not being mean or anything. Just, you know, it's just one of those things that, Hey, if you're going to call someone out, you know, maybe, maybe get to know them first before you call yeah. them out on, on, you know, whatever the social media platform is, but you're, you're right. Uh, people are going to call you out on, on everything. And it has nothing to do with you it has everything to do with them. Yeah. And that's the only, I think that's the only thing that that's irked me about this whole thing was that, you can't please everyone all the time and I can't. So, and, and the people that are, I, I even think that the people typically in, in, at least in our realm are far more, um, are far more, you know, what, what's the word I want? You know what? I'm just going to say it the way it is. They're going to be the ones, the ones that get ticked off the most or the ones that have the strong opinions about it are the ones that are going to be the first to speak up. The ones that like your video and stuff, they don't speak up as much, I should say. And so um, that can be, that can be problematic too, because you get a lot of, you get a lot of that, you know, on your channels. Which, which is like, I mean, that that's the norm even for Yelp reviewers, you know, like when, when you get, you'll get more negative on Yelp because the people that enjoyed, you know, let's say you go to a restaurant, you enjoy the food. You're not going to go on Yelp right away and be like, oh, God, this, I, I enjoyed the food. They were, it was good. You know, no <laughs> one's going to do, no one's going to do that. But if you didn't get a bad experience, then you're more liable for, for that. But so you're right. The negative point. does, does like to be, you know, keyboard warriors, but it is what it is, man. But, um, move, moving on real quick. Um, I've noticed that you have an Aurelic 2.1 amp board that yeah. and they've, they've approached me about doing stuff. And I want now after talking to you before the show about it, I, I kind of want to do stuff with them now. So yeah. um, they're, you, they're a great company. I, I really like them. Yeah. On, on your, on your blog, you really sang their praises about this two, two one board. Um, the thing is though, so for a DIY novice like myself, what resource would you recommend 
that you either either you or you know about can offer to learn how to make our own little 2.1 amps with enclosures and everything. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, honestly, I don't really do a lot of building of amplifiers so much. So I, I wouldn't recommend necessarily going to me. I mean, there's plenty of source, source. I think DIYaudio.com has has a few different things. And stuff. There's a couple different websites you can go to to buy one, but I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't recommend anyone starting off with a 2.1 amplifier. Anyway, if you're going to start with a two channel amplifier, which is what I'd tell you to do, I'd start with something like Ice Power. Uh, ice power you can you can buy them right off of um parts you know parts express. express yeah and they're they were designed by bang and olsen they're fantastic little amplifiers and anyone can build one you can buy the case right from ghent audio it'll come with all the cables and everything and you'll have yourself a hi-fi amplifier for really cheap i did a video on it on how to build a hi-fi amplifier for really cheap uh, oh, i think it was uh, that's the bigger one you built right yeah, what is it? I think like two hundred bucks or something, or three hundred yeah, bucks. I, I watched that video that you did. It, it actually, it was really interesting. I'm just worried that I'm either going to electrocute myself or, or blow up the house. <laughs> you, you won't unless you you're soldering while you know it plugged in or something. <laughs> you know, you'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's such an easy build, and I'll, I I don't know how many people that have built that since then and have loved it. And it's crazy because. If you'll take a look at um, Audioholics, Audioholics is another website that I really enjoy. And Audioholics actually did this article on attack of the clone amps. And all of these amplifiers, high-end amplifiers, were all using the same ice power amplifier boards. Mm -hmm. And the only difference was the case and the price they were selling them at, sure. uh, you know, for the most part. And so it's really funny to see. And so, you know, when I say like actually build a hi-fi amplifier, you, you, you really can. I mean, these were hi-fi amplifier companies that were selling them. Rotel was selling them. I mean, there was a bunch of different companies. I can't, Wired for Sound, a couple different ones. I can't remember them off the top of my head. But yeah, so I'd recommend starting somewhere there and then going to soldering all the original, you know, components because if you can't do the ice power build, then you don't want to move up to something else, period. Okay, so I'm going to make a deal with you. I, I will. I'll do it. I'll do the right. ice power build. I'll yeah. follow I'll follow your instructions. I'll watch your video. And I'm, I'll be calling you too. I'll be like, hey, <laughs> do I, it. I, I think I just blew up the house. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will call you. But yeah, I think that would be a cool video. And that would be a cool collaborative video too. Because yeah. I'll, what I'll do is I'll have you back on after I build it and then we can talk about my experience with it. So that way the public can know that, uh, you know, a dumb, dumb like me can, can actually build a, a hi-fi amplifier, you know? And, and I think that's really cool. I, I, the furthest I've been with DIY and people can look at my catalog of videos <laughs> is I've built two different subwoofers. I built the hammer, which was by Steve with home theater gurus. Love that guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, my own uh, crazy design, which is the punisher using an HST 15 by stereo integrity, which is just absolutely like devastating. That thing so low, like it literally shakes the walls. Like I can't, I can't use it in, in an apartment because it, it's, <laughs> it, it, like, I literally will, will break foundations, but someone will yell earthquake. <laughs> but it, it, the thing is I designed it so small cause it didn't require much airspace. So the enclosure itself is 18 by 18 by 19. Um, so it's not very big at all for a 15 inch, you know, subwoofer. And when you really push it, this whole thing kind of dances a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> and it's heavier than all holy hell, but yeah, that's the only experience I have in DIY. So this will be my first project and it'll be 
in in your in your with your blessing. Oh yeah, and and I will tell you too. Yeah, I think you should, and and I will tell you always. You know, and this is for anyone else that has a YouTube channel out there that wants this. I am always up for collaborative work. I I love collaborative videos. That you know, I love doing. I I did one with Impulse Audio. I did one with Kirby Meets Audio. And there's a lot of audio names. Joe Intel, you know, and I'm always up for collaborative videos because I I think they're fantastic. And I once again, that's just another way to bring the community closer together. And you know, I, I know not everyone's going to DIY a speaker and you, you, not everyone should, to be honest mm. with you, probably they, not everyone should, but in general, if you love audio, you know, you're going to love DIY speakers as well. And even if you don't want to DIY, I guarantee you, you'll find someone to build it for you. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, DIY might be where it's at because I'll tell you what, I, I've listened to a lot of subwoofers. Um, a lot of yeah. obviously like mainstream, you know, mainstream companies. And I haven't found one yet that can compare to the Punisher. Well, it's and, true. And a, a lot of mainstream subwoofers, as you said, they like they tune to like 35 hertz or so. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting sub 20 hertz bass is pretty mm -hmm. much out of the question. Now, what, what are you powering it with? I'm curious. The Symbison FP14000. I think it's called FP14000. It's a, it's a clone amp of the Lap Groupin. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, that's the Chinese. That's the Chinese um, one. Yeah, I, I know exactly which one you're talking about now that you say that. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's louder than all holy hell. But <laughs> um, there is a fan mod that my buddy uh, Giles over at Home Theater Fanatics. He yeah. actually successfully did this fan mod. But of course, they couldn't make it easy and just do you know unplug and plug in. They had to do you know uh, completely cut the wire and, and read you know resolder, resolder and. Dude, it's going to be a pain in the butt. But his quieted down quite a bit. Not as much as the... I've noticed that the um, Behringer fan mod is actually really cool. Yeah, the iNuke. I have an iNuke 6000, mm -hmm. and I, I did the fan mod to it. I did have to cut mine still because of the way that mine was. And But either way, I mean, yeah, that thing's like dead silent now. Mm -hmm. I, 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 have think a, I have a Crown XTI. That thing, when it heats up, man... I mean, it sounds like a helicopter is in there. Yeah, and that's the problem I was having with the the Simbison. That's why I don't really run the the, the Punisher too much. Is because the Simbison's so damn loud. Um, but at the same time, that Punisher requires uh, that subwoofer requires three thousand RMS. So it's like, you know, I, I almost I almost broke the breakers in my house one time just trying to <laughs> play some Katy Perry, and man, it, was, it was not too good. But um, so just off topic real quick. Sure. Um, I noticed you're a huge proponent of Dayton Audio. You are. And you're a huge proponent of Parts Express. However, yeah. you have posted some drivers about a new company called Punktkilde. 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 Danish company, right? And uh, the uh, Danish people do everything right. I don't know. I've never seen a, a wrong Danish speaker. I mean, so I don't, I don't know that they're Danish speaker company. What, what they are is ScanSpeak is Danish and okay. ScanSpeak designed them and they're part of the East Tech group. So East Tech owns ScanSpeak and they own Punkilde. Mm -hmm. And so I, but they make the drivers in China. So it's basically like a cheaper version of ScanSpeak is the way okay. I, I would put it. So ScanSpeak designed and ScanSpeak, a lot of people love, but ScanSpeak has, you know, this type of price tag on them. And so some people don't want to go there. And so Punk Kilde is supposed to, I think, bridge the gap. Right on. 
Yeah, I I spoke to them briefly on Instagram, I want to say, and they seem really nice. I I'm interested in maybe trying something out, you know, down the road with maybe doing like a little little build or something, but um I'm just so busy with stuff. It, it's I didn't realize what a pain in the butt DIY was until I actually took on some projects and I hate I absolutely hate uh, that spray thing, the the Duratex. Yes. That is like, that I it, it, if you if you screw it up once, you've ruined your whole project. You might as well just like kick yourself in the face and just start all over again. But um, but yeah, I I I need to get back into it. I need to I need to get motivated to build something that's actually going to sound good and not make me want to throw it in the trash. So but, I will. I know you had some question about Punk Kelly. I'll just tell you. Uh, First of all, I'll tell you about the company. The company is really nice. Uh, mm-hmm. The people are really good there. They don't have any distributors. They are doing a pop-up sale right now where you can buy their carbon fiber series, which is what was on my channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't make any commission off that. That's just if you want some, you can get some. Mm-hmm. But when I got COVID, I, I, they actually sent me some stuff and I got COVID and uh, they found out I was sick and they sent me a bunch of surgical masks in the mail for free of charge with like a handwritten note saying that they hope they feel better and get better. And it's just, you know, there's just, they've really cared about me as well, which I thought was really cool. I mean, there's a lot of companies that really care about one thing, which is you getting a video out for them. Um, and they, they, they are not like that. So very nice people always trying to take care. Another company that I'm actually impressed with. Now I will say, they're good. The drivers are good. I mean, uh, the drivers I got sounded really, really good. The eight inch drivers, I think they're selling for like 80 bucks a pair, maybe, which That's is insane. like, it's really cheap for That's the really car. cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, don't quote me on that, but I think that's what they're selling for at the pop-up sale somewhere like 80 bucks a pair, or maybe a hundred bucks a pair, which is for a good quality driver designed by Scanspeak. I know it's it, once again, I know it's built in China, but China can have good things built. I mean, most of Dayton Audios is built in China, China for that matter. If people don't realize already that most of high end audio is built in China, then they're they're missing the point. You know, like <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. it's just it's very difficult. I think there's only one or like one or two companies that actually build their actual drivers in house in the United States, right? Like so, something like that. It's not very many. I know it's that it's not many at all. Oh, eminence yeah. and maybe one other i think there's one other one i can't think of no it's em- eminence and i thought it was dayton to be honest i thought dayton built in house but no dayton dayton actually is parts express brand and okay. they they have a bunch of different manufacturers all over the place now i will say that you know sometimes a lot of manufacturers try to get them made in taiwan mm-hmm. and they can but taiwan I, I know after speaking to a couple different manufacturers like they will only do up to a certain size after a certain size they won't do the bigger drivers. Almost all the bigger drivers, like 15, 18 inch drivers are almost exclusively typically made in China, unless they're made in house somewhere because they won't, they won't touch them. Right. And that's one thing I, that I actually really respect about stereo integrity is that um, on the HST models and stuff like that, he actually hand builds them in in his shop. So that, that is really cool. Um, Cause he, you know, you can see the process and everything. But I mean, like I, like I said before, man, there's so much stuff built in China and people have this stigma that, oh, if it's made in China, it sucks. You know, that 99.9% of stuff is from, from overseas at some point or another and components and stuff like that. Just because it may have been designed 
in its point of origin. Like if it was designed in the United States or it's designed in Denmark, wherever it could have been designed there. But if, if these companies want to make a profit, they have to go to a company that will provide them with a price point that makes sense economically, you know, to, to sell these for the, for the, for the best bang for the buck for the consumer. So that the whole made in China thing is for the consumer, not for the company, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. Financially viable, but, um, but yeah, man. So do you have any plans to go to shows this year? Like what's your, cause I wanted, wanted to hang out with you and geek out, you know, and, and, and totally get crazy and show you my, my finished DIY, you know, amplifier that I'm going to do here soon. Dude, I, I would love to, I still want to get to some, you'll have to give me some of the ones that you're going to. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make at least one. I, I, I do want to go. I've, I really want to go to Rocky Mountain Audio Fest. I don't think I'm going to make it Rocky Mountain this year though. Um, though maybe I can, I mean, I have a million, some plane rewards piled up so I could fly about anywhere nowadays because I can't go anywhere with, you know, well, I guess you could go places with COVID, but you know, with COVID going on, it was, it was a lot more difficult, I guess, to, mm-hmm. to get places. So yeah, I have, I have a bunch of planes. So I, I would like to go, I I've been wanting to do it, you know, for a long time. I just haven't, haven't had the time and I just got to make sure that my wife has support with the children or unless she wants to go on a, a nice f- drive with me and she likes vacationing. So who knows? There you go. Uh, when, when's Midwest? It's not here. It, they canceled it this year. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's, it's hit or miss. I don't know. Expona I heard was, was a, a maybe as well. So yeah, we'll have to see. So what's next on the, on the agenda for Toyd's DIY audio? Like what, any new innovations, any new projects that you want to share with us? Yeah, I have, hopefully I, I have something in the works and I'm not sure if it's going to go through or not, but if it goes through, I'm going to be designing, um, Cl- clips, for example, makes commercial grade theater speakers. I'm sure people know that. Like if you go to a, a commercial grade theater, you're, you're going to get commercial grade theater speakers. So my next step is to make a commercial grade, uh, speaker for that you could do in, inside your house. Uh, something like they, they have one, I think it's called the KTM 8,000 or something of that nature. But basically all it is, is an eight inch woofer and, and a, uh, and a compression driver, but you know, very sensitive so that you can play it really loud and, and get it, get it going. And so I want to go ahead and create something like that so that you can build that yourself and have, you know, real theater quality stuff in your house. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to build a JTR style clone, but uh, the drivers they use are almost impossible for DIYers to get their hands on. So it's just yeah. probably not going to happen. I've never heard a JTR speaker, but I've heard fantastic things about them. I know a buddy of mine actually lives here in uh, Denver. Uh, uh, Brian, what do you sound? What he's? Oh yeah. What do you sound? Yeah. Yeah. He has uh he has JTR, I believe. And he said some nice things. So yeah, I've never heard them. I don't know what they sound like. Have you heard them personally? I haven't, but, uh, you know, I, I can see how they were designed and they were designed really smart. Uh, mm-hmm. they use what they call a compression coaxial, which most people don't even know they exist. They actually use one by a company called BMS, which, you know, like I said, if you're DIY, you can't get your hands on them really, but basically it's a compression driver that has a mid range and a, and a compression tweeter built in one. And it actually has two different terminals on there. And mm-hmm. because of that, they're completely time aligned because they're coming out of that same diaphragm. And then, you know, JTR also, it looks like by the looks of it, 
moved their horn back to be also directly in line with their woofers. So everything is completely physically time aligned, it looks like, which makes integration so much easier. So I, I love the idea of what they did. And if compression coaxials weren't like $600 a piece on like Parse Express website, then I would consider it. There are, there are a few other companies that make it. BNC makes some, I think, but they're just insanely expensive. They're just not, I just don't think that people are going to, you know, put two grand into to a DIY speaker, even if it yeah. can rival a $10,000 set. It's just, it's a hard sell, I think. You know what? We, we, JTR needs to send us a pair of speakers so we can listen to them. That's yeah, to, that's what needs to happen. That's that's what, I, that's what I feel needs to happen. I see. I mean, I'm building my theater right now. I could I could use this. See, there you go. There you go. JT, hey, JTR, if you're watching, I hope you are. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you in this, so that way you guys can watch it all the way to the end. And you need to send uh, Toyd some speakers to finish out his uh, his his home theater. Honestly, yeah. I, I think that, you know, I don't know that a lot of people have heard of them, but I do really think that they're, you know, I, I don't know. They're, they're, they're custom order made, right? Like they, they don't have any in stock. They, when you order them, they make them, which is really cool. I, I love the whole concept of the company. I think it's a really good company. And subs look dangerous too. Like they're subwoofers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They look amazing. Yeah. They look great. Don't they? Oof. God, have you man. heard? Have you heard him? I haven't heard him. No, yet. I'm gonna. You know what? I need to go over to Woody's house. I'm gonna go invade Woody's house, brand new home that he bought, and I'm gonna go listen to some JTRs because I, I, I want. Now I want to hear him. Now I'm kind of like in the mood to hear him. So yeah, I, I've heard <laughs> such good things about him, and, and they they measure fantastic. So I I can't mm-hmm. think. I can't imagine that you'd be disappointed with them. I don't think I would be. Not at all. Um, but hey, man, I wanted to thank you uh, for taking the time coming oh, on yeah. the show. Um, I'm good. Like I said, I promise I made a promise to you. I'm a man of my word. I'm going to build that amplifier. If I end up electrocuting myself, everybody blame him. <laughs> and I, uh, I'm going to, so the next time we talk, I'll have it done and playing something and you'll have to shoot me over. The parts list is over on your, on the channel, right? On the, on the yeah. video. It's on the video and then it's also on, on the, you know, the blog forum, all that stuff too. So wh- wherever you want to go. Sounds like a plan, dude. Well, thank you so much again for joining me, guys. If you haven't checked it out yet, I'm going to put all his info, including all his links to his website, his blog, his YouTube uh, in the description below. And I want you guys to check him out because if you already don't, if you don't already know him, I want you to. So, (laughs) well, thanks. Thanks again for having me, Mike. I really had a great time on here. Dude, isn't it fun? Isn't it fun? And I I feel bad because I haven't done this in a while, but I just, it's like riding a bike, I guess. No, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed myself. That was great. Awesome, dude. All right, buddy. Uh, well, thank you again, and we will see you guys next time.